system for offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. So, I mean, it's a brilliant idea. And I'm trying to figure out the legalities. But then again, we figured out the legalities with letting a, a stranger drive up to your home and whisk you away to somewhere else. But as uh, there's most likely a heat wave wherever you are right now, as you're listening to this fantastic podcast. And if you don't already have a heat wave, you will. You will. It's coming, right? <laughs> we have it, and you're about to get it. <laughs> um, but I was out in California this weekend. And I noticed that there's a new app that's really being pushed everywhere. It's called Swimly. And it's literally an Uber or a Lyft or basically a sharing economy version of getting into someone's pool. It's pool sharing. It's pool sharing. I mean, again, this is what happens. And I remember it much more distinctly when I was a Chicagoan, right? Because not only am I a Chicagoan, but I am a Southsider. And there is... And AJ can attest to this. There's a great, I remember Pat Tomasulo did a piece on this on WGN. Yes. Oh God. Is that the funniest it's, thing it's ever? So, maybe we'll post it. On yeah, our, we'll post it. It's the, it's socials. hilarious. But he investigated in a very funny way, the culture of the Southwest side of Chicago pool scene, where we have these very small city lots. I grew up in one of them, yeah. right? And you have this small backyard and some people would choose to take this small patch of grass and put a pool in the middle of it which meant your grass is gone, right? Yeah. You now have a gangway to your garage yes. and a pool next the, to it. Because the garage is in the alley. Yes. And then right next to your pool is a fence, and that's where your neighbor's yeah. house is. And some people, for those three months of the year, which they knew they could get prime use out of it, would do that. And for those 90 days, the fucking envy of the block. Yep. And if you, I, I was not one of the houses that had a pool, for me, it was Paul Kostansky, my buddy, best friend down the block, Paul Kostansky. His dad did it, did the pool, and I would go to Paul's house. And it was a pool party, right? It's hot as shit. Let's go to the guy who has a pool. We didn't, I didn't have any friends with pools. Um, I had one friend from church. Was there a big pool scene in uh, Wisconsin? Like, I mean that. It's a legit culture where pub- I grew up. Public pools, yeah. But like, okay, so, so Wisconsin, you guys didn't do backyard no, pools. No, and like in, in Tosa and Milwaukee, nobody had pools. But I had a friend from church. By the way, the dog's licking the bone up against the microphone stand. I swear to Christ, I can hear it. I can't hear it, but you're I can. Okay. Can you please move her bone? Please move that fucking bone. There's so many mouth noises happening. Thank you. Um, I had a friend from church. She lived out okay. in like Brookfield, which is like a nice, way nice part. A burb of, of Milwaukee. Yeah, a far out burp. And they had an in-ground pool. And okay. I remember like to me, that meant you were rich. You had an in-ground See, pool. You were loaded. Now, I guess I should say with the caveat. But we didn't go over there a lot because she was just a friend from church. We were very, it was very public yeah. pool in Milwaukee. See, I was going to say, don't think the pools I was talking about in Chicago were in ground. Oh, no. These are all It was like ground. my grandparents' pool. Yeah, and and they, that was rare because my grandparents lived on the south side of Milwaukee. And yeah. when we were little. They had a pool? Yeah, they had a really small, and it was it's it wasn't like an above ground that somebody had to like install. It was the kind you just like bought and like. Oh, poof, it's I mean, there. you mean like those ones from like Walmart now that like you blow up with air and then you fill them up with water, yes, but then like. But it's not a kiddie pool. 
Yes, it's, it's bigger. I know what you're yeah, talking about. But it always made me laugh because they put it that's, under. That's pretty hood. It, I was going to say. It was. The special kind of hood. And there. and they they put it underneath a tree. So it was always filthy. It was, oh, I was, I was full saying, they had the leaves shit. and shit would fall into Leaves, it. sticks, you name it. And was like, there a they filter never... on it or was it dumb? No, it was just, it was just a big thing with water Holy in it. There was no fuck. filter. That's a pond. It was it's a pond. And like, we always felt so bad because they were like, you know, they wanted the grandkids to go swimming. We were like, ew, I'm no. <laughs> I didn't have that. No, I, I, God, God bless my grandparents and mom for never at least going halfway crook on that and being like, here, we'll get you a big tub. There's a fucking bathtub in the bathyard. It's an oversized bathtub. So, you know, there, there's a heat wave happening everywhere. And, of course, we're in Arizona, so we're used to it. Like, this is the time when it gets fucking hot. But it, but is, it is very hot right now. It is very hot everywhere. But it's, it's we're seeing this across the country, right? All of a sudden now, boom. The Midwest is about to yes. get it later this week. Everything. Summer's arrived here in June. And, bam, it's hot. And, uh, of course, now we'll start having all these discussions on, you know, climate change and which all we, should, we should but you know at the moment yeah. focus on staying cool yeah that's right people focus on right water pools and here in arizona uh pool pools very big deal i mean, when aj said okay i'll move there but you have to buy us a house at a pool that was your yeah your one condition well, because the one when i was looking at the houses i realized that the prices between houses with and without pools were really not much different yeah sure they were pretty similar so i'm like if i'm gonna pay that much for a house I don't need a big backyard. I got a 15-year-old. He, I don't give a shit. We need a pool. And if we're going to pay the same amount, it makes sense. So, you know, pools, much like anything, any other recreation activity that you have at your home, right? And and by recreation activity, I don't fucking, whatever it is. You got a camper. Um, that's what you're right. You, you, you don't use it every day, but you take it out and you use it every now and then you got a pool, you know, you don't yeah. swim in it every day, but you swim in it, you know, when you do, when you can, when in the season, then you're done. Uh, I don't fucking know, whatever you got a little in-home movie theater you built in your, uh, uh, you know, basement, maybe you use it once a week. You know, we're starting now to figure out those things to be enjoyed by others yeah. when we're not using them for a price and pools have now fallen into the share economy. So, you know, you can now, according to this app Swimly, like which I said was all over LA. I was in Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm looking at weekend. it right now. Swimly was being advertised and it was like Uber for pools. And as it was starting to get hot out there and pretty soon you're going to start getting those sweltering temperatures, you can literally, I suppose, rent someone's pool out for an hour, two hours, I mean a day. So it's hourly. It's hourly. I'm just trying to figure it out though because like I'm looking at the ones by our house. And the pricing is all so different. and it's, So it's already where we are right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right here in Oral Valley. All right. So it's not just a California thing. No. Um, no. The close, I was curious. The closest one to rent from us is one mile away. One mile? All right. So yes. that's, I can walk. So someone in our general neighborhood. Could walk to this pool. Could walk to this pool. What are they charging for? Um, it's anywhere between $25 and $50 an hour. But like I said, there's no consistency. Like some of these backyards are fucking huge and gorgeous and then and some are small it's like, like ours. a resort and yeah. then some are small like ours but they're all kind of charging the same thing so i guess it's probably just an availability thing all right so you're on this app yeah. please tell me any information you can grab off this because here's where my mind goes one my mind goes to the liability right i mean holy balls pool so, pools are inherently dangerous, dangerous yeah. right and so now here we are taking a dangerous it'd be like renting out your fucking motorcycle to someone and you don't know if they know how to drive the motorcycle like i'd be afraid someone's gonna die in my pool and i have to assume that's 
covered in the terms of service. So they have, um, by the way, it's called Swimply, not oh, Swimly. Oh, see, see, Swimply. now that's bad advertising because I saw that sign a million times yeah. and my mind must have auto-corrected it to Swimly. Swimly would have made more sense. Swimply? Swimply. I don't like that because I, I think wimpy. Yeah. Um, so they have a neighbor's community page and of course they're like, we're all about safety. So um, hosts on Swimply should notify neighbors uh-huh. that they will be sharing their pool. Oh yeah! Exchange contact info. You don't want with angry white ladies calling the police. Yeah, you don't on want people. a Karen. You don't want that happening. They said <laughs> hosts should be respectful of their neighbors, limit the amount of guest cars, all that shit. Um, hosts yeah. are actually home for about eighty-five percent of all reservations and should remain on the property Real. for reservations with fifteen plus guests. Okay. There, you know, I mean, okay. Here's the in- insurance. This is what I'm curious yeah. about. Hosts are eligible for a million dollars of applicable insurance backed by their carrier or whatever. So you have to purchase insurance then if you want to put your pool up on this thing. I mean, I, I would assume probably that's part of If you charge 50 bucks an hour, part of that goes to your insurance. Okay. Um, they, they have property damage protection, host liability insurance, which, yeah, I'd be worried about... People getting hurt. They have like they said, diving board injuries are covered. Okay, but hold on to a certain certain point. But they're saying for eighty five percent of these visits, people are home. Yeah. So you are because the last thing you want is to not be home and have somebody renting your pool claim something happened. You know what I mean? So I get it. Probably cameras involved, man. You got to have like a. I All would. the ring cameras, I'm security not, cameras. I'm not like an overly, like, I, we're not one of those houses that has like 10, you know, yeah. security cameras. Because we we're, we're always here. Well, yeah, That's why we're our own security cameras because yeah. we never we fucking leave the house. Yeah. Yeah. But if if we were to do something like this, yeah. even if we were home, I would absolutely have a security That's camera. Crazy. you got to cover your ass, man, with a pool? Come I mean, on. Shit, I mean, just, I mean, and this is no joke. You're going to think I'm fucking around with you. But I mean, like a woman was just able to successfully sue and get um, a settlement against Geico. This is the... Because she uh, had sex in a car with a guy who unknowingly gave her HPV. Okay, that's bad. But the car is insured by Geico. So the woman, I guess, ends up filing a lawsuit against Geico saying, you're on the hook for my medical care. And like the Supreme Court just fucking upheld it. Yep. The, The lizard is paying that out. So I'm like, if we're to the point now where like STDs... STIs. Sorry, they're Gen Zers. If that stuff is getting you like lawsuit money, how the fuck am I supposed to allow someone who I don't know in my pool that is like inherently a dangerous thing? That's what I would be worried about. Right. So I don't know. I think it's interesting. And I guess, I mean, I felt that way. Like, I feel that way all the time. Like, anytime we're not in our pool, I feel bad because there are people who would love a pool. And I, I mean, I don't I know. mean, again, this isn't everything. We talk about RVs, like yeah. R, R, RV share. We have used RV yeah, share. We've rented RVs for music festivals from other people. Yeah. RV share is just that. You have an RV. Do you use it every day? Fuck no. I've been telling my dad that for years because they have a camper in their driveway that, yeah. you know, my parents are both disabled. They can't drive. They don't use it anymore. They yeah. can't camp. I mean, they can't do any of that shit. And they have this huge RV that they can't sell. My dad wants to sell it, but he wants to recoup what he made. And I said, you're not going to. Gotcha. I'm like, it's not it's- the housing market. You're not going to make twice your I'm money like, on your like house. It's like a car. The second you drive it off the lot, it starts to depreciate. So nobody's going to pay you what you owe on it. But I said, why don't you rent it out? I'm like, you literally never yeah. use it. There's never a time you're using it. So let other people take it, pay you for it. Then you make some money on it. I mean, yeah. it makes total sense. It's interesting. I'm a big, like, I'm, I don't know. I'm whatever. See, you, I just I'm thought a big about socialist. it. I'm a big socialist kindergarten. <laughs> 
gardener. I love sharing. Yeah. I love, you know, if you don't have something and I do, I'd love to give it to you. So that's just, I, I love this, this culture of this, but I also see where the legalities could get in the way. It was just very interesting for me being out in Los Angeles, which we'll just get to that now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 138th episode of the Pat and AJ podcast. We appreciate you being here. So yeah, I was in Los Angeles this weekend. I went on a weekend trip to my uh, uh, for myself. It was uh, from for my birthday. My birthday was on Thursday, and uh, I'm a deadhead. So uh, Dead and Company, which is the current incarnation of the Grateful Dead, uh, was kicking off their summer tour in LA, and it was the closest it was coming to us. So I said, you know, this is perfect. It's a Saturday. Uh, it's my birthday. Like all the excuses in the world to like go out to to Los Angeles, and so I uh, go out there for the show, and it just got me to thinking about how. Everything and obviously we all know the cost of living everywhere. I don't care where the fuck insane. you are. Insane is insane. But you go to Los Angeles and it's like going to New York. It's just the epicenter of insane. And as I saw, like not only those ads, right for Swimply, um, but then I thought about everything. Like you know, for me, just getting an Airbnb, there's a whole ride act you have to uh, fucking agree to about house parties. Yeah. Because that's the other big fucking thing out there. People rent these amazing... These giant mansions. Mansions yeah. in the hills, and they throw these epic parties, and then they fuck up the house. Yeah. Right? And and now someone's on the fucking hook to, like, you know, sure, you, you have an insurance rider, but now you have to get so all this shit go fixed. go to somebody else's house right? and fuck it up. But it made me think when I was out there, kind of just how there um, we are, I guess, uh, figuring out a way to capitalize or work your economic picture into every aspect of your life. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I stayed at Airbnb, which was uh, a room and a home that another person owns and lives in. Yeah. So that part of her life is capitalized. Um, if you have a pool now in LA, right, you can buy the can day, buy the hour, it. say, okay, I can pull in this much yeah. money through this. Um, obviously I used, uh, Lyft drivers, which are normal people driving yeah. me to and fro. Uh, I use DoorDash, which are normal people yeah. going to, uh, in my case, all local little taco trucks and bringing me food. Which I it sucks because I know you can like point out that well these are all part of bigger companies. Yeah, right. However, like, like you're not the one making. They no. They say if you work for the gig economy. And you're not in a cubicle for corporate, they're like, you're a sucker. Yeah. That's the general rule of thumb. If you're the person who's not like, those are the guys making the millions. And we all know that. And and to be honest, like we also, most of us are aware we yeah. can't get there. Yeah, you're not you going to get there. You just can't. It's, it's not yeah. attainable. I know we have this American dream bullshit. You're not yeah. going to be a millionaire. So, We're not going to be millionaires. It's fine. So instead, you're So the, we'd rather throw cash yeah. to those little people Thank underneath. You. Thank you. You know, I would absolutely, I would much, I, I would much rather do that than, than pay up to a big company. But it was just really interesting as I kind of was around L.A. for the first time ever, kind of soaking that in. But just seeing how in places of very big, just every, it's an impact to live now, yeah. right? It is fucking hard to live there. I don't care who you are, from the top to the bottom. Um, you've been impacted, right? Yeah. And I mean that. Even the guys at the top, some of them have lost half their value the last yeah. week or so in fucking crypto and stocks and everything else. People are freaking out. And I just watch these people and I'm like, man, at what point do you kind of fucking like, what part of you is you? Because yeah. everything you're like, you know, like your car and, and your pool and a room in your house and a little bit of your time. But I, and, see, I don't look at it like that. I really just look at it as like. Is the, it opportunity? I think it's the same. If you, what, what is it? Um, if you, um, if you have more than you need, build a longer table, not yeah. a higher fence. 
And I love that because yeah. I just, I look, I mean, I feel bad. Like we have an extra bedroom in this house that even though Pat works out of it, I feel bad. Nobody sleeps in it. And I'm like, we could rent that room out. And I'm like, we couldn't really, cause you work out of it. True, sir. But still I'm like with the pool, like nobody's in it right now. And yeah. there are, someone could be in it. There yeah. is a mom with two kids going nuts. Cause it's 107 uh. degrees outside and they could be in my pool for 40 bucks an hour. So yeah. And I, I, I like it. I, I say go for it. We hope you're, um, Staying cool wherever you are, by the way. I don't know where you're listening. Yeah, this heat wave apparently is uh, so funny. I was, is it in Scotty yet? Um, Did it hit Wisconsin, no, Michigan? later this week. Uh, uh, I think like Wednesday or Thursday. Um, I was working yesterday, and my assignment editor said, um, can you get some audio on the heat in Phoenix? And I was like, yeah, that's easy. And she goes, oh, you're in Arizona. I'm like, yeah. She goes, can you go talk to your neighbors about how hot it is? And I'm like, no, because nobody's outside. <laughs> I'm like, it's fucking hot right people now. literally don't leave the house <laughs> between like eight and five this time of the year. Yeah. Like you stay inside everything. People are washing their cars at 5 a.m. Sun was up by five this morning, by the way. Nice. It was insane. Like brightly. I was like, what the hell is going on? But, uh, yeah, no, it's really hot here, and it's supposed to move up to the, like, push east and yeah. move up to the Midwest. It was, I will say, I do feel um, like I, and, and by the way, today's weird, because today's my one-year anniversary of moving to Tucson. Happy day. Arizona Day. Thank you. In fact, I use that as an example, because my assignment editor was like, explain the heat. She's like, I don't understand it. I'm a lifelong New yeah. York resident. And yeah. I said, well, let's put it this way. I said, it's cooler in tucson because we're at a higher elevation we're really in the middle of the mountains and it's 107 here i said in phoenix i said i picked up my husband and son from the airport a year ago and at 10 32 p.m it was 106 degrees outside i'll never forget watching for your flight and they had the time and the temp above it and i was like it's 10 30 at night it doesn't cool down i was reading a piece in the Washington Post about that where they interviewed someone in Phoenix who she has started cooking um, she uh, meal preps right like she yeah. cooks kind of for the week sure uh, just due to her schedule and she said she has started cooking at night because it's too hot during the day yeah. so she waits until midnight and then they talk about how it's still 80 degrees outside it's at midnight. still warm out yeah but um, so like the heat and, and it was weird because I'm, I'm here one year for an Arizona and I say why I feel a little Arizona fight is because few things. One, yeah, I got cold during our winter. Of course, right? We turned like, the heat on. Yeah, yeah, like it got fucking it's cold. It's chilly. It's very it, dry. It was in the 60s, and I'm like, I need a hoodie. Um, but two, the triple digit doesn't freak me out. No. Like this this last week or so, it's been triple digit. I'm like, oh, okay. Like it's not out of the fucking ordinary. But then three is is that now I'm kind of um, enjoying, and I see the difference in jumping out of the climate, like going to L.A. this weekend. Yes, and L.A. was cooler. It was in the... He was so excited because he goes, I opened my window. And I'm like, what's that well, like? I, you don't I, open your windows. I was, well, year. yeah, because I was in Inglewood and I was uh, uh, like by the airport. And I grew up by an airport. This would sound really weird for people. I grew up across the street from Midway Airport. So like... In, it's comforting. It's planes and police sirens yeah. are just like ambiance yeah. I get. So I had my window open. There's a nice breeze coming through. I hear planes land at LAX. It's Englewood. So you hear a fucking cop fly by every now and then. And I'm like, this is just, this is cool to me. But it was interesting to me because I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying this weekend break <laughs> from like just going outside and be like, oh, fuck yeah. It's like an oven again. I forgot. Um, but it was like weird to, to be like, oh, I'm that person now who vacations in the summer, yeah. 
not necessarily because the kid's out of school and I have time, but because you need to get away from need the heat. to get the fuck out of this heat. We, uh, I, I had to fix our front door handle while Pat was gone this weekend. And I'm like, okay, I get off work at three. I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll do that. Then it'll be fine. Not taking into account where the sun would be at three o'clock, which mm-hmm. is pounding on our front door. Oh, that's the wrong spot. Yeah. And the old door handle was so hot, I couldn't touch it to get it off and replace it. Like, I had to do it the next day because it was so, I mean, you, and I wasn't even moving. I was no. just like, I'm like, okay, can I can I unscrew this? And I was dripping. It was just, it is it is oppressively hot this time of the year. It is dry, which helps the humidity, but it's getting humid because it's almost monsoon season. So True. you can feel it. It's a little sticky outside. Definitely, yeah. It was um, it, it was weird to feel the and humidity. And monsoon season, by the way, here is just... It's just rain. It's, a, it's an atmospherical change where we get like downpours every day. Very fast downpours. It's, yeah, and they're quick and they go. Um, When I was at the show, right? So I went saw Dead & Company at a Dodger uh, Stadium, right? Where the LA Dodgers play. And I was on the floor... And by the end of the evening, you could feel like humidity yeah. in the air just because, one, we're in California, uh, but two, just people and dancing people, and sweating. Yeah. And, and it was just, in, I'm like, oh, fuck, I haven't felt this in a long time. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm That drink- little stickiness yeah. on the back of my neck. You I know? am drinking so much water oh, right yeah. now. Like, Crazy I can't. Water. I noticed that over the winter, too. At one point, I'm like, I'm not even refilling, like, my water bottle. Now, it's, like, three times a day. And yeah. then, of course, you're pissing all day, which, you know, at least you're hydrated. Yeah. So, that's good. Hey, uh, here's why you should always uh, say hi to your rideshare drivers, right? Which, um, you know, I'm also a firm believer that we should at least have a, a little uh, option on the rideshare to say if you want conversation or not. Agreed, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't that be great? Like, like you could just say, hey, I'm having a shitty day. Just Please, yeah, I don't pick me like up and talking, take me. Yeah. Um, that would be great. Just a little toggle button on right? the app. That's it. Just one one with a big smiley face and then one with the shh face. Shh. Well, because sometimes, too, Which one you want? like, the problem is you start a conversation with your rideshare driver yeah. and, like, sometimes they take the conversation too far. Oh, boy. And you're like, I don't know what to do. That happened to me in Milwaukee. Super nice guy. I tipped him really well. Yeah. But it just went a little, a little bit too much, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I love making conversation yeah. with people. So uh, on my ride home from the show, which there's nothing more fun than watching a deadhead crowd try to navigate rideshare in Los Angeles after a show, that should be a show in itself. <laughs> watching people try to figure out how to navigate this. It's like, uh, what's that Holy show we shit. watch um, where they send the little toddlers out to run yeah, errands? old enough. Old, old enough, enough, yeah. Old enough. <laughs> Are you fucking old Call enough this one dead to get home? It's dead, dead enough. enough. Dead enough. <laughs> Deadhead's trying to get home. Can you like- get home? So <laughs> I eventually end up kind of fleeing the Dodger area. And I'm just hoping at this point going, man, I hope it's in a decent part of town. Because I'm going to get away from this ballpark, and I don't want to get out to the neighborhoods. And you're in a bad neighborhood yeah. that you don't know. And now it turned out to be a fine neighborhood, right? But I got out to the neighborhoods where I ordered me a lift. And I got a lift, hopped in the car, uh, and uh, the woman said, all right, well, where are we going? And asked me if I was, oh, was there a baseball game? I said, oh, no, it's a concert. And I'm actually in town from Arizona. Bam, kick it off. Where is she from, ladies and gentlemen? That's right. She is 12 months into her Los Angeles adventure inbound from Flint, Michigan. That is so crazy. Flint is not that big of a place Like to find somebody randomly in, in LA. Los Angeles. Oh, my God. And, and, oh, he's huge. Uh, hello, Mallory. Mallory from the north end of Flint. Uh, she moved out to L.A. from... She said during the pandemic, right? During the pandemic. Yeah. Basically, it was like one of those things where she goes, you know, she'd been going to school to be a court reporter. Trying to improve herself or her life. She has a daughter. 
and uh, it's tough enough in Genesee County. Yeah. Then the pandemic hit. And she goes, by the way, you know, first Flint water crisis, of course, right? Everyone forgets Flint water crisis first. Then the pandemic on top of that. And she said she has an aunt who had been out in Los Angeles for years and goes, girl, you need to just pick up that daughter of yours and come out here and see what you can make happen for yourself. Yeah. And so she did so. She goes, you know what? Bought a one-way ticket. Packed our bags. Here we go. She's been out there now um, for a year enjoying life. And, uh, of course, she mentions the obvious. She says, I'd love to be paying what I paid in rent in Flint. Oh, man. I can't believe the cost of living in California. I cannot believe it. <laughs> she said, obviously, even uh, pre-everything now, she goes, but, you know, the gas out here, looking at seven bucks a gallon in Englewood. But I like what she said about opportunity. She said she felt there would be opportunity not only for herself, but to set an example for her daughter, right? Yeah, and I don't think you notice it unless you leave right. where you're at. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though. You're going to say, well, hold on. She's a person that abandoned you know, Flint and Michigan and all this. And no, actually, she has a very common story. Guess who her dad worked for? Anyone? GM. Anyone? Oh, GM, of course. He was one of the boys. He yeah. did his UAW 25 years, had himself a good life, has a nice pension now, all the stuff that comes with it. That bedrock is gone for a lot of people. Yes. She did not have that. She goes, I didn't have that same opportunity. My best opportunity, she goes, I figured was maybe working for the state somehow. Okay, getting to court reporting. I'm going to school for that. Now, oh, guess what? The courts are gone. Yeah. What do we do? So she basically said, you know, I kind of just made a decision that I could sit around here and keep trying to make it happen, or I could just go somewhere else to see what's available to me. And that's a huge huge decision to make that not a lot Isn't of people it? are ready to make. And I understand that I'm not poo pooing anybody. And she's not the only one, by the way, shout out to Andrea love. She's our former radio rat sister. Yes. She worked for our sister station in Flint, the rock station. And she ended up bouncing out to Los Angeles. Just, she's a same thing. Just packed and went. Yeah. She's she like, was I need to change. She was actually from a small town, yeah. rural Michigan. And then ended up settling in Flint and got into the rock scene, worked at the machine shop on Dort, bartender and all around great person. But realize, like, you know, I just want a little bit more, and I kind of, there's no more here. Yeah. Right? She picked up, she's been in L.A. for, like, she got, she got there before the pandemic. She did, yeah. Poor thing. Picked up and went mm. out there, and then the pandemic happens. She but seems she, to be really happy, she's, But she's making it happen out mm. there, and there's just more, like, she's still doing the same general stuff, but there's a lot more opportunity for her to do it. I, we were talking about this in the car. We went and had lunch today, and I said, you know, just when we lost our jobs at the radio station... Like we had already planned on probably picking up and moving to a warmer climate, but we didn't have like anything concrete yet. And I kind of had the feeling that I'm like, what if we have, if we stay here, what the hell are we going to do? Like, I really felt like I'm like, I don't yeah. know where, where I can work. Not that there aren't any jobs, but like, it just didn't feel like there was that much opportunity. And the more I looked, well, the, the less there as, seemed to be. And as far as industry, as, as far as what you do, right? Yeah. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a mechanic. Like I don't work for GM or anything yeah. like that. I'm not, you know, probably physically able to do that yeah, job. Or, or like education, right? Then you have to work for University of Michigan or Kettering or well, NSU. Even or, that, I mean, when we were talking about changing careers before we lost our jobs, I looked into getting my teacher certification because I've always wanted to be a teacher since I was a kid. She wanted to be an art teacher. Yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> um, but just, just in general, I want, I'm like, I could be, I'll be a teacher. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. 
they make it so hard for you to get your teacher certification, even if you already have a bachelor's degree. Mm. They wanted me to go to the school for four more years. And I said, get bent. Like, I already did that. Like, my husband's getting his master's in two. I, I, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you're out of your damn mind. So, yeah, no, the opportunity is a big thing. But that is so crazy that you just happen yeah. to have a Lyft driver from Flint. And, again, I don't, you know, I don't say any of this bagging on Flint or bagging we on Michigan. Flint. Because here's we love Michigan. Here's the flip side of it, right, where we may say that Michigan and Flint has this limit limited growth right now and maybe limited opportunity. Um, and this is kind of ping-ponging off something that Joe Rogan said before. Oh, boy. Who says Joe Rogan's name Uh-oh. on a podcast these days? On a stand-up special, I forgot which one, but he opens with kind of this big, you know, ethereal thought about Los Angeles and how he was flying into Los Angeles from Hawaii. And he goes, you ever fly in at night? He goes, it looks like a spreading cancer. Yes, he goes, it looks like there's this land, this healthy land, and then there's this organism that is there, and it's slowly spreading and eating everything around it. And I kind of felt that same general vibe where I said, Los Angeles looks like this was a great idea, spot, place for what it was meant for. And it was meant, go west, yeah. opportunity. And I'm saying this before all the Hollywood bullshit. It was just for, you know, a lot of African-Americans, right, left the South yeah. to go west to seek more opportunity and equality. You saw other people go out there. And I feel like that part was great until we ran out of fucking space. Yes. And no one thought to go anywhere else. They're like, we're going to stay here. Yeah, we're just going to stack people on top of each other. And it's fucking, like, I just feel like it's like... So there's something to be said, even though there's more opportunity and growth, it's not always a good thing No, I feel like they're choking themselves. And not just with the, the, which is a real thing, right? The environmental of, like, the smog. I'm like, Jesus Christ. That's insane. Like, I know it's June gloom, but even then, I'm like, you guys, it's, you see the effect of everyone being there. I would say this is every day. Yeah, this is like, you know, why is that there? Because we're all fucking here fucking things up. But it's like, I know everyone wants to be there for whatever reason. And I just feel like we've been there enough. We fucked it up. It's over. Yeah. Los Angeles is closed. Okay. They should have had, you want to build a wall, build a fucking wall around LA <laughs> and say, no, do no that. More. or Yeah. Same thing with like New York, find all the big metros, Seattle. It's super interesting. No more. No more. Because I see a lot of, um, lifelong Tucson residents getting mad that people are moving here. They're, the Arizona in general is pissed off that people have moved here. Phoenix yeah. more, more than Tucson. Phoenix is pissed off, but yes, Tucson is also pissed that people, mainly Californians. Yeah. They're not have moved here. They're not happy that we moved here, in but general. they really, yeah, are, they, they really like us because we're, we're from the Midwest. Yeah. They really, and I, yeah. I don't think, I don't think the hatred for Californians is warranted. I think it's just easy. It's easy because they came here with a lot of money and drove yeah, up prices. And, and yeah. also, the peop- the Californians who move here don't change their license plates. I don't know why. You should really do that. <laughs> Day one. Holy shit. Like, change your license. Like, I have seen... Ro- you better buy in, man. I shit you not. I've seen road rage against cars with California license yeah. plates. You have no idea how fast yeah. I changed my license plate. I got an Arizona license plate within a month. It was a non-issue. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting that, like, they're mad about that. And we really, in Arizona, there's a lot of dead space. A Fuck lot yeah. of dead space, yeah. and they're still mad that people are moving people here. Are here. Yeah, in LA, 
like there's no just, more space. There's no space, but they're like, come move to LA. They fucking they they built everything from the beach to yeah. the mountains. Which if you ever yeah. if you know the topography of Los Angeles, that's what it is—the valley, right? I mean, that's it. There's no more fucking space. Everywhere I look, there's a fucking house, and there's houses on top of houses, and people are renting out their rooms. For, I mean, I say people, and that's the thing is like no more nowhere else to go. Nobody can really afford to live there anymore. <laughs> it's I mean, I legit man, you, it, it's oh, it was a gr- look. I see the history. Yeah. It looked like a beautiful idea. Amazing things came from that town, but it's over now. It's done. <laughs> it's done. We need to stop. We need to move some of these people. Who needs a good inf- Flint. Flint needs a good influx, influx of people. Yeah. You need to take, let's take 25% of the people from Los Angeles and let's move them to Flint fucking Michigan. Okay. And then you start having more industry in Flint, Michigan. And then everyone moves to Flint, Michigan. Yeah, but it's not as cool to say I live in Flint as it is to say I not live in now, LA. but it wasn't cool to say you lived in California back in like the twenties. They're like, man, you should be here in New York. Should I? I'm Just telling you overall. And I hate to get all like existential, but like we really are humans are just a cancer on this earth and it scares me because I really am like now is when I'm starting to see like, Holy shit. Maybe things aren't going to turn around like that. I just read a huge article about my home state of Wisconsin and how right now, June 13th is when we're recording this June 13th. Um, they are already prepping for grid outages because of the heat this summer oh yeah and it's not even that hot in wisconsin yet it will be later this week so they're letting you know before we're already pretty sure we're gonna have outages so like we can't we can't keep our power grid right we're running out of water i mean shit's bad like we we've got to do something i don't know i don't know i feel like i don't fucking know but we we have to just like admit it's happening i think see and my god And 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 you wonder why I'm into music like Dead and Company, Grateful Dead. Hey, you're already fucking halfway there. Yeah, that's Just, really the the only thing we all have in common at this you point. You know, <laughs> like there's a great great song that the Grateful Dead have out there. I implore you all to listen to it right now. It's from the '80s. It's called Hell in the Bucket, right? It's like I'm going to hell in a bucket. At least I'm enjoying the ride. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.